looking forward to watching that over the next few weeks. No doubt the Bengals will be up there towards the end of the year, and that can make things interesting, depending on who gets the number one pick. Let's let's see what happens, and no doubt we're in for a fun time there again. Can Cincinnati shock the world again? Uh, Colin, let's jump on this Giants-Jacksonville-Jaguars game. Uh, Jaguars fall 2-5, and five, Giants 6-1 and one now, after the win yesterday. Uh, Jags and Broncos both 2-5 and five play each other in London on Sunday. We'll all be there. Half one kickoff. The clocks go back this weekend. Hey, like how scary is that? Scary biscuits, lads. Um, here first off, before I sound like I'm being naive here, well done to the Giants in the win. Fantastic to grind out a win, six and one in the season. Saquon looks fantastic. Never mind the fact that Daniel Jones. Um, did I say Daniel Jones had, t- had ten yards? He had, he had 107 yards rushing. That's my bad. Can I just you know what? I'm not even gonna pause anymore. I literally have had about four and a half hours sleep average per day for the last two months. So no I'm not apologising that's incredible that's unbelievable but Jesus calm the Jaguars threw this game away yeah at the end how the hell did they not score a touchdown at the end they had about 18 opportunities the whole Saquon thing with the minute granted the Giants could have done the same thing before that but Trevor Lawrence um, in terms of yesterday had 22 or 43 if you actually look at the next gen stats the amount of incompletions he had would make a Broncos fan sort of happy for Sunday that's how bad it was but when is he going to get that right? you got Christian Kirk there. Christian Kirk only had 96 yards yesterday when he could have had way more than that. Travis Eddie and carried that team in the rush yesterday. Uh, excited, I guess, to see in person what Trevor Lawrence can do if he's improved much over a year <laughs> on Sunday. And the Giants, uh, who have the Giants got on Sunday this week, Brian? Yeah. Oh, good. Well, you, you were talking about the 1972 Dolphins and the Eagles on Sunday, so I can't wait to hear your pick for that game this week. Colm, uh, do you agree with me? Because I had this conversation this morning in work saying that, the hell, is, like, watch, just watch that last Jaguars drive. How the hell did I score a touchdown in that last drive? Nuts, like. And that's that's on Doug Peterson and the Jaguars at the end of the day. They couldn't get it over the line. Fair play to the Giants. Well, it's also a testament to, to Dable and what the Giants have done. So the, the stat that stood out to me, so the Giants record when trailing in the fourth quarter, this season, four and one, the previous five seasons, three and 58. I mean, talk talk about a, a turnaround. And what you would have to say about the, the Giants, they keep losing players. They lost their rookie tight end to a really nasty injury yesterday. My goodness. And, and he's having surgery and looks like that's him out for the season. And he was coming on. And, and obviously, Evan Neal went down. But they keep finding ways to do it. And it's not like it is you know, one player, obviously Saquon's having a good year, but they're not only leaning on Saquon and Daniel Jones. Um, I, I, you know, we, we still look, we're, we're not even at the halfway point. We have to, to see, but at this point with not a whole lot around him, he's having a a very, very solid, solid year. Um, He is, he's an interesting character. Um, You know, he is very different to, a lot of the QBs in the league. He's probably less comfortable at a podium than perhaps even Kirk Cousins. But my goodness, on, on the field, he just finds ways to, to get it done. And, you know, when you consider, say, that play, right, where EDN looked like he was in and Thibodeau manages to, to get back, they are just performing. Every single guy who gets on that field is performing. I don't know where where it ends up for for the Giants, especially if these injuries continue. 
but they have six victories. <clears throat> and if I was to take my own, my own team, uh, you know, in, in terms of the, the, the last number uh, of years, um, there are o- only two years uh, out, out of the, the past five where the Broncos have gone above six wins. So, you know, kudos to the Giants on, on getting there already. For the Jags, it's another one of those. There were moments, but it wasn't, you know, wasn't it wasn't a full game, and we need to see that from Lawrence. There are moments in games where you really like it, and then there are others where you're you're left kind of, you know, scratching your head a little bit. But look, he is a year and a bit into this. For some players, it takes a bit longer. Yeah, Brian. Just before we look at the Giants, there it was. It was interesting in terms of the Jags, and we're all hopping on a plane this weekend to actually go and watch a Jaguar so I think it is relevant like it was almost frustrating watching it as a neutral because you're like you've got space there's guys open why because he was very athletic yesterday but there were so many incomplete passes and it was just it was frustrating obviously the Giants defense done a a good enough job they won the game Uh, Daniel Jones been very very impressive but I just find it very very strange that last drive that being said Giants have won the game and and they they obviously deserve to based on the scoreline I, I was. It's strange to say I was impressed with Lawrence because you're right. There was so many incomplete passes, but his composure in the pocket when he was under pressure was better than I expected to be. I thought the Giants would rattle him. As the game went on, he did get a little bit more uncomfortable. I can see. You can see as you watch as he progresses, like he is getting better. You know, it's hard not to after last season. But I would put this one down to coaching again. Like we keep talking about Brian David and coaching. It's like Peterson yesterday makes some strange decisions. Um, and you sorry, I just want to move more. Colin was talking about Thibodeau running down the field 60 yards, the commitment to the team to stop that play. I would also go the one where Etienne is essentially running into the end zone for a touchdown and McKinney punches the ball out and the Giants recovering the end zone with a huge uh, turning point in the game. The one for me, which was the turning point in the game, was Doug Peterson. They're winning 70 and 13. It's a tight game. It's going to come down to a touchdown or a field goal. He gives up on three points on the 20-yard line on a 4-1 and he gives the ball to the quarterback when, as you said, Etienne had a great game and they couldn't stop him all throughout the course of the game. But he went for it and he he does a quarterback sneak. And from that resulting drive, the Giants then take the ball and Daniel Jones officially marched down the field. They went 10 plays in a row running the ball, eating into the clock. Jones, over the course of the day, 202 yards passing, 107 yards rushing, touchdown, throw and a touchdown a, a, a touchdown sneak and Saquon went over 100 yards on the last drive Michael in fairness um, and I'm not trying to be biased like in fairness I've read it all today there was some very soft flags on that particular drive that drive should have been long the over the flags throughout the game I have to say and I this is going on the other side the flags throughout the game yesterday yeah. were embarrassing were, were, yeah. was a complete embarrassment to the league on both sides and both sides can feel equally done by I, I completely agree with you but yeah especially yeah. in that yeah. last one and, and and it was almost play. like we were trying to give it to them that's why I was saying how the hell did they not score because he got well, the ball like, down the field like. you, you can imagine as a Giants fan when you think there's only 24 seconds left because you think Saquon has gone on his knees and kept the clock running only for it to be reversed with the, with the uh, check that he had gone out of bounds you give the ball back with a minute and seven to go you're fearing the worst and as the flags kept going you, you, you're fearing the worst fearing the worst again on the last one the only thing that surprised me about that last play was he didn't make sure the ball went into the end zone because you always run the risk if you're trying to give it to a player two or three yards out when you've got a defense essentially blocking the end zone, not in the end zone itself, but actually on on the perimeter, on the line, doing their utmost to make sure that no one's getting into the end zone, to put the ball in the position where he's going to catch it, and he's going to have to turn his wheels and get into the end zone. I thought it was a risky move. 
and the Giants sussed it out and got around and got three or four year players down. Dable after the game was discussed, to be honest. Um his it wasn't it wasn't a rant as much as but it reminded me of Sir Alex Ferguson when they beat uh, when he was the Aberdeen manager, they beat Rangers one 0 in the eighty three cup final, he said it was a disgraceful performance. Do you remember that? Eighty three cup final. You ever what the hell were you born, sir? Seventy eight, Michael. <laughs> Um, no, genuinely, if you ever watched, honestly, Colin knows what I'm talking about, don't you, Colin? He Ferguson beat, was the manager of Everdeen, they beat Rangers 1-0, and he went nuts after the game about how bad his team played. It wasn't that bad, but Dave was disgusted after the game with how he played. He said it wasn't very good. Um, but then he's outside with the fans 10 minutes later smoking a cigar, which is, which is great to see. Uh, big win, rolling on Seattle on Sunday. Shout out to that guy that done the uh, Giants draft pick. Follows me on Instagram. He was going nuts last night. I must get him on because he literally followed me last week. I I, I knew I recognized him somewhere, and then I seen it. What, what's the last name again? Do you know, bro? Oh God. Um, really sure mm-hmm. Yeah, you, re- you really should. I mean, you, you I know. Get, I, get, I, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Seems like a nice and a, a lovely lad. I don't know why he didn't go yeah. to, to to London. Let's uh, let's jump on the last two games before we get a quick fire. Um, last three games. Oof. Boys, uh, Ravens, Ravens win against the Browns twenty three to twenty. Colin, um, you were talking about uh, certain wide receivers in Chicago last year. Uh, free the uh, free the Chicago one. Is that what, is, is that what you call it? I want to free the Baltimore eighty nine. Where, where the hell's Mark Andrews at? Your boy here had money on it, did he? Potentially, potentially not. Um, the Ravens get over the line. I am sick of seeing John Harbour panic with three minutes to go. And frankly, if it was any other team, the fans would not stand for it. But they get they get the job done. Lamar doesn't look fully there yet uh, at all. But Devin Duvernay looks good. And the Ravens are a fun team to watch, especially when they almost mess it up again. Well, it's a divisional matchup. I mean, I think some of the hits in this game I could almost feel uh, here in Dublin. It was a proper kind of belter of a of a game, and ultimately, yeah, the the Ravens come out the right side of it. A lot of controversy in terms of the the ending and the the call, but it you know it, it certainly would seem from what I have seen on Twitter, that the vast majority of O-line guys on, on Twitter um, feel that it was actually a, a penalty and that the Browns weren't hard done by. I have no doubt that Browns fans feel differently about that. And uh, that's the the nature of the, the beast. Yeah, I, Mark Andrews, hey, for National Tight End Day, it, I think for for the majority of tight ends around the league, it was probably a day to forget. I think for for the Ravens, it is a you know uh, they needed this right. They almost needed to to win a game late in circumstances that they could point to, and and sometimes that can spark something in you. We've seen it in in various different uh, sports where all of a sudden you get a late win. And you can use that. You can build on that momentum. They obviously have a, a big game uh, coming up, and that will probably be, you know, a huge moment. If they can get another victory, right, to build on this, then they could go uh, on a bit of a run. Obviously, if they were to, to lose the next one, then it all comes to naught. Then all of the, those questions come back up again. But. I'm not at all surprised that it ended up on the, the last play of the game. 
given what we've A, seen in the league this year, but B, more historically, what we see between the Browns and the Ravens? Yeah, um, I'm a bit perplexed by the Ravens. We all thought this team was going to be really strong this year, but I wasn't impressed with them yesterday. I think the Browns let one, let one slide yesterday. The Browns came out really strong. You know, they had 10 points in two opening drives. Then they went away in the second quarter, two quarters, Jacob Brissett, which is not why he's therefore was in shotgun for large parts, which just doesn't suit his game. But they, the Browns were averaging seven yards per, per, get, per play, and look at the Ravens' stats, four, four yards per play. Like Jackson didn't have the best of games. Well, the column's probably right, like, this is the kind of game they just needed to get it over the line, get a win, win a game in a difficult manner. And then it's just a late game where they don't show it away like they had been over the past while this season. And then they'll go into... They're probably getting the books at the right time. Who knows? But like again, an opportunity to go five and three, and things could look very different next week if they do do that. But I wasn't convinced by them, and I don't think I think teams are going to have to seriously change the Ravens for them to be in the hunt come come January. But look, there's a long way to go. We've seen teams like the Bucks, for example, and the Rams. You know, hit November, go on a run. But right now, I just think this Ravens team just doesn't look the outfit we all expected to see.